Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cubs Chat is brought to you by all of our Sunranto Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can listen early and ad-free at patreon.com slash sunranto that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o become a patron today for as little as a dollar and support Cubs podcasting here's the show post a uh, a twitter space instead of doing our regular show that we we were going to do a Marlins preview and uh, let you know what was going to happen this week. But I, f- I figured like a, a Marlins preview is a, is not really what people care about right now. And, and it's not something that really matters in the grand scheme of things. Even what happens happens this weekend. I, I, I'll give you the, the overview for the people that will hear this as a podcast. And that is that the Marlins are a not a very good offensive team and they've got decent pitching and uh they're not very good <laughs> there's your marlins preview nobody cares do you still uh, have the, do you still have the drop the preview drop from 2020 preview preview cubs, cubs preview. preview yeah uh, uh well i do just in my head <laughs> it, it does exist though on the regular but i mean i i just figured it'd be a better idea to get in here and and uh, talk about this stuff, but it, Crawley's here. I see Cody's here, but I, you know, I, I want to know where everybody is at with these trades. I must admit, like, I'll just kind of start with my overall kind of idea about everything that happened is I'm a little shocked about what went down. Um, I don't really know if ultimately if the plan, what the plan is with Contreras and Hap, I think that's where we should start talking about this because some of like the high floor pitching prospects um, that we got, I guess they'll be okay. We just don't know. Um, we didn't really, well, all we did was trade a couple of like old bullpen arms for rentals to teams that are going for it. And, uh, but the real story is that like Contreras didn't get traded. So, my question to everybody is, is this the Cubs signaling to Contreras that they are in on him, that he sh- absolutely should be their number one priority to talk to once they d- uh, give the um, the qualifying offer? Or is this just the fact that they just couldn't get enough for him or like Jed wouldn't blink and the other team wouldn't blink and they just ran out of time? Like what happened here? Is this a screw-up on Jed's part, or is this a, a signal to Wilson that they actually that they actually like him? Cody next. Look, you hadn't, they haven't made an offer to Wilson Contreras since 2017. That kind of tells you all you really need to know about it. 
Uh, if this is a guy you really wanted and you're all in on, this wouldn't have happened. Um, I think a big problem was that Juan Soto dropped into the market and that absolutely destroyed the Cubs. Uh, the other issue is that the Mets did not want to get PCA'd again. You know, we talk about, you know, Cub fans have a stinging sensation when we talk about the White Sox trade to get Quintana and we gave up Cease and uh, Eloy. And so the Mets didn't want to get screwed by the Cubs again. I just saw Jim Callis on Marquee talking about how PCA is the best kid in their system. And they got it for half a year of Javi Baez, who was awful with the Mets and who didn't get along with the fans and they didn't want to get screwed again. So once the Padres are the winners of the Juan Soto Derby, well, now now Jed has a lot less leverage against the Mets. And then Boston kind of waved the white flag. They gave up their catcher, Vasquez, who was like the heart and soul of their team. And so all of a sudden, all the suitors kind of went away, and Jed's asking for the moon, and he's not getting it anymore. So I personally think that they should have traded Wilson much earlier. And you know, Danny, I, I've been a big proponent I'm probably one of the few people that's being like, I like what they're doing. I like the rebuild. You know, I, I was, I was accepting of the fact that Wilson was going to be gone, but I was excited to see what the return is. I think this was a screw up. You had two strong, and again, you can always trade Ian next year, but I think at this point you have to look at negotiating with Wilson because it's just not going to be really worth, you know, what is it? A pick after the first in between the first and second round. It's really not that great. So, I, and I don't, and I think it's shocking that a lot of teams didn't value Wilson maybe as much as as other people thought, because nobody wanted to give up anything big to get him. You could have gotten him and David Robertson. The Mets needed both of that, and they didn't do it. So, you know, I think the Cubs are going to put an offer out there. It may not be again. I think he was looking at JT Real Muto money. I think that they are going to offer him less than that in an extension. And uh, I think Wilson w- might end up eventually staying with the Cubs, but I don't think it's because that was plan A. Cody, what do you think? Was this a screw up or, or was this <laughs> like, or is this like switch to plan B? I, what, what's your thought on this? I'm- yeah, it's tough, right? I mean, I think that, I think, I, is it a screw up? I guess in a way you can say it is. I, you know, the way I look at it is if they had traded him and then everyone hated the return, then we'd all be sitting here pissed off anyway. So I don't know. Is the comp, is the comp pick more valuable than whatever they would have got? Again, I don't know. I just know that the catcher's market is, it's not exactly, you're not, you're not getting a a ton back for a catcher who's 30 years old, even if he can hit uh, unless, you know, I know Vasquez was a, you know, a different story, but I, I don't know. I to me, I, I kind of want to. I lean more towards that they really were uh, looking for a really really high return, and that didn't work out. And the Juan Soto trade had a lot to do with that. Um, I'm kind of with you guys on top of the fact that they probably should have traded him earlier, whether it was a week or two out before the deadline, um, some something like that. Maybe I I don't know. But at the at this point. Now, though, I, I feel like the Cubs need to make an actual effort to keep him. I, you know, with the some of the things I've read about what other teams think about Contreras, with, you know, I've read that, you know, as far as his, the defense, they think he's not good at it as far as framing and as far as calling a game. And then apparently 
you know, teams think he doesn't take criticism well. Like all these, like I know the framing thing was out there, but I, I don't know. Like I, I, we all know that he's never been the greatest defensive catcher, but I also feel like all the all these criticisms over the last two days that have, that came out, um, you know, a lot of it is just teams trying to push the value down for Contreras. Um, so I don't know if that will benefit the Cubs at the end of the year or not, but I mean. I do think now that they need to at least try and, and, and keep him around. I, I I hope that his agent lets him know that he's just not going to get that JT Real Muto contract uh, no matter how good he hits because teams really value defensive catchers uh, you know, a lot more because most teams that win the World Series don't have you know, their catchers aren't really offensive oriented. So I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts. I I want to think more optimistically about it, but I understand why some people aren't. And I, you know, I don't blame you. I'm just, I, I just, I, I, it's, it's really hard for me to believe that Jed really fucked it up that bad after what he did last year with the trades that they got back there and with the, the outlook with those trades right now looking so good. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the other trades, I thought they, you know, getting Hayden Wisniewski and uh, Ben Brown, I thought those were, really solid pickups for the guys that they move for him. I think the Phillies really are going to be, they're going to feel like how the Mets do when it comes to losing a guy like Ben Brown, when, when their system is not good at all. And he's one of their top pitching prospects and they moved him for David Robertson and their team's not even like world series (laughs) ready. Like they are, I I think they're going to feel like the Mets uh, of last year, this year. (laughs) So um, the Yankees, you know, they, they have the pitching. They're, they're not going to really miss Hayden Wisniewski. Uh, but I, I really do feel like the Phillies might – they might feel really dumb next year uh, if Ben Brown gets the call and, you know, comes up and really impresses. I just got to ask you, Cody, I mean, are you kind of shocked that the Mets weren't going all in? Because it really uh, – you take a look and Atlanta is – not going anywhere, and, and even Philly was getting more aggressive, and yeah. it, it was a clear area of need for the Mets, and that's why everyone was just saying they match up perfectly, is that the Mets have prospects that the Cubs want, and the Mets, they're going for it. The amount that they've, what has Cohen spent? Close to $300 million? And so you're looking at a situation right now where they need a catcher with some pop, and they need a closer, which Robertson represented, and instead, Robertson goes to the Phillies, which is in their division, and they really, to me, if you're going to go all in, you go all in, and I'm just shocked the Mets didn't. Yeah. Uh, I think, in a way, they're thinking their deadline move was just getting Jacob DeGrom back, but, um, yeah, they were a little, it was a little surprising that they didn't do more, considering, you know, they, they're really good, and, um, you know, I, I did read something that maybe they will call up Francisco Alvarez here in the second half and see if, you know, if he can help them out um but yeah I, i'm not i'm not really sure what the mets were thinking um but we're gonna see if they regret not just giving whatever it takes to get Contreras or or even like you said robertson um but i i don't know it, it's uh that's why you know on the chgo cubs podcast two days ago you know i was i commended the padres so much for doing whatever it took to get Soto because their team was, even though it was just a wild card race for them at this point, like they're setting themselves up for like years of success despite selling the entire farm. Their team was just ready for it though. A lot of people were, were you know, as far as the Cubs go, a lot of people were, 
really wanted the Cubs to do it. And I mean, yeah, I'd be happy if they did, but I also feel like the Cubs just weren't in the spot to do it. And they're in the process of trying to build their farm system back up. And once they get some, you know, some sustained talent on the major league team on top of having the farm that they have now, um, maybe then I would, then I would entertain something like that. But, uh, that's, that's, that's how I felt about the, you know, the whole Soto thing, but I just take a look at this and I look at the Padres and, and it, it brings me back to the old poker days where it's kind of like you're pot committed at this point. You've invested so much that it's stupid of you not to invest more when you've already spent too much. You're, you know, so <laughs> yeah. at, at this point, when I look at the Mets, you see the Padres, they went all in. I mean, Absolutely. you look at the returns that they got, they, they are, they're not, they're not going for a, for the second wild card spot. They're looking to win the World Series, and, and, and the time is now. And I think so much, and, and, and Danny, you remember this from 2016 and everybody else, there was controversy about getting Araldus Chapman from oh, the Yankees sure. and everything that he did. And then, you know, because the Cubs did have good relievers, they had Strope and they had uh, Hector Rondon. But those two guys got injured. They didn't barely pitch in the, in, in the postseason in 2016. And if it wasn't for Chapman, if Theo didn't go all in and the Glabar Torres trade – and all of that, I don't think the Cubs win the World Series, and I'll die on that hill. I don't no, think I'm anybody's dis- going to disagree <laughs> that the Padres aren't absolutely stacked on paper right now. But just, you know, so much can happen in baseball. They're going to be gunning for their, you know, basically the first wild card spot. They could win the division, but I don't really see that happening. And so they're not really playing from a place of strength. But I do respect the fact that they went out and bought themselves a team and traded for it because it's a lot more fun when your team is buyers than what we're doing right now. I want Absolutely. To bring in, <laughs> I want to bring in Cub Druggist. He's been waiting to speak a little bit. And, uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? The only thing that really bothers me about the whole Contreras thing is the Cubs, because of their market size, their their compensation pick will Am actually be after the second ride. Him? Hello? No, I hear you fine. I, oh, okay. I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm outside, so I didn't quite get it. But anyway, because the Cubs... Uh, aren't one of the teams that get revenue sharing, their compensation pick is after the second round, not the first. And I just can't believe they couldn't find a deal worth that. That's my biggest problem with not trading him. Yeah, well, unless that's what I'm saying. It feels like unless that they do manage to get a deal, which if you look at the catchers that are available this offseason, you the best one out there is Wilson Contreras. You'd hope that, you know, if you'd hope they'd go after him, even if he was on another team right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, so the only way I think you win this situation is if you can somehow get a deal, because if you end up with just that second pick, uh, second round pick, I don't see that as I, I, I see that then what just happened to be quite the failure. Um, possibly with Hap too. Cotton, you're in here too now. Yeah, I am. Uh, do you guys hear me at all? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I didn't hear. Uh, I couldn't hear anything. Cub Druggist said that it was like forty seconds of just oh, silence. Perfect. There's. It's. It's not a tw- uh, a Sunranto Twitter space unless <laughs> the first bit of you talking is you complaining about the technology of the Twitter. Well, I'm just sitting here. I can hear everybody else, and then you're like Cub Druggist, and then I didn't hear anything. 
Okay, well, I, w- I want to weigh in on the Jed Hoyer because fuck Jed Hoyer. Everybody <laughs> wants to be nice to this motherfucker. Look, you want to know whether he did the right thing or the wrong thing? I'll tell you right now. He did the wrong fucking thing. And it has nothing to do with whether or not he traded these two guys at the deadline. It has to do with the fact that he made them fucking sit and just dangle for weeks, uh, you know, and had him out there. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto, that's patreon.com slash sunranto, and become a super ranter today. This is a Cubs fan buying tickets from the Cubs. And this is a Cubs fan buying tickets through the StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub, knowing that 4% of their ticket purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of into the pockets of rich corporate douchebags. Buy all your tickets through sunranto.com slash StubHub. Don't worry, it won't cost you a single penny extra. It don't stink to click our link. This is an Amazon shopper buying things from Amazon. And this is an Amazon shopper buying things through the links at sunranto.com slash Amazon, knowing that up to 10% of their purchase will go to the Sunranto show instead of that cocksucker Jeff Bezos, who will just use the money to go to space. Plus, if you buy all your Amazon items through sunranto.com slash Amazon, you could win a monthly prize. sunranto.com slash StubHub and sunranto.com slash Amazon. Two great ways to support the Sunranto show while sticking it to evil corporations who suck and it won't cost you a single penny it don't stink to click our link and then ended up not trading them it's really just shitty offseason and his only option really is going to be take the qualifying offer because i don't know if it's true that people weren't really willing to go in on uh, Wilson Contreras and that plays out in the off season. 
then he's going to have to take that qualifying offer and make, you know, he's going to make like what, 19 million or whatever, but it's going to be a one year deal. But you I take just a, think that I, Jed is just being a fucking prick to these guys. Wait, 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 wait. You think, so you think that Jed is sitting in the box with his handlebar mustache twirling it, say, thinking that he's, I mean, <laughs> I, you, I mean, there's no, no, no I, I think he doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Well, that, I think, that's a, I think that's Jed a, just absolutely doesn't give a shit. He, I think he, he's a math guy, and that's all he gives a fuck about. Like he's just like looking at numbers, and that's it. It doesn't matter anything else because if anything else mattered except for math to Jed Hoyer, then Wilson Contreras would not have been on the trade block at all. But again, if, if Wilson Contreras is is so awesome, why didn't everyone jump at getting him? I don't think he was trying to be a dick to anybody. I thought that if you're asking Jed Hoyer, just oh, no. to... he's he's that's the thing. He's not tr- he's not like purposely trying to be a dick. That's just who he is. I just he's can't... a dick. I, like I think... that's what the fucking that's what's wrong with him. He's I, I, out I... here doesn't give a shit about the the humans that are out there fucking playing the game for him. It's a fucking it. It's all uh, but... Excel spreadsheets. And fucking math to him. Let's be honest, though. At this point in time, is 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 there is partially that's part of his job is to take the emotion out of it. It's like we've talked about a bajillion times. Jason Hayward is probably if you put him on the one of the greatest as far as being involved in the community and being a great leader and a great teammate. Jason Hayward is, is worth every cent of that contract. But what does base- Jason Hayward have to do with any of this? The point of it is that baseball wise, he sucks, and so it's the same thing. What Jed's trying to guess what Jed's trying to do is what is best for the team, which is to get a fucking haul. And and I know we talked about this on the Sarranto show before. You also remember that Jed was the guy that traded Rizzo to the Cubs for who? Kevin Alcantara. Kevin Alcantara. Kevin Alcantara, and he's absolutely raking in Myrtle Beach. No, no, he he traded from the Padres. Yeah, for uh, oh, from the Padres. Oh, I think I thought. That's I thought what that I'm was talking about all those Andrew years ago. Cashman. <laughs> yeah, Cash- Andrew Cashman. Andrew yeah. Cashman. Yeah, the Hall of Famer Andrew Cashman. I remember yeah. that guy. I thought I think it was the long game. He knew he was coming back to the Cubs and they wanted Rizzo back there. But okay. Well then, <laughs> if if that's the case, then he's you know, he's even shadier, right? He's fucking really shady because he's doing it like that. And if not, then that's just you know, another time where he was in charge and he fucked it up. <laughs> David Elliott is in here. Uh, David, did, did uh, Jed fuck up or or was this uh, just a, a, a plan gone kind of yeah. sideways? Well, two things. I want Cotton to know he's not completely crazy because when I first joined as a speaker, I couldn't hear anything. And then I really quickly unmuted oh, thank you. again. Thank you, you David. So, there's somebody out there that thinks I'm not completely yeah. crazy. Well, I don't know that. It's not me. God. And second of all, (laughs) my Cody's here because I sent a super chat to the CHGO show Tuesday, I think. And I was like, oh, loved having Cody on Sun Rancho. Should do more crossovers. Then I was like, oh, wait, is Cody going to get in trouble? So (laughs) thanks for jumping in, Cody. Um, Cody, if I ever get you in trouble, I'm not sorry. (laughs) The only people that get in trouble. We had a good time. We had a good time. Danny's willing to throw his nieces under the bus. I'm just telling you, the only so. person that gets troubled in Chigo is is if you get mad with what's that guy's name from the Olin Krutz. 
as oh, long as God. you don't get Olin Krutz mad, you're fine in Chigo. Right. Uh, I'm just not gonna comment on any of that. He's so so <laughs> Cody is so happy you brought that up. Oh my gosh. Hey, uh, I was gonna say in in the thing I caught a little bit of the press conference uh, with Jed, and I he seemed to handle it pretty well. But when they were asking about you know the values for Contreras, that's the only time you really had that deer in the headlights look. Like he, I, I think he overvalued Contreras to the market. And I'm, a part of me is glad that he kind of held his ground and didn't just give in and get desperate. But I really thought he was going to get more. And then it comes to, you know, a few hours before the deadline and suddenly he realizes that, you know, the value is not going to be there. And that's what I think caught him off guard. That's what the Cubs did last time. And Jed's been a part of this front office well, that did that. That's that's fair, too. And, and I think the other thing that caught him off guard was he thought he had a lot of guys uh, to work with. You know, but then the Padres went all in, took them out. Uh, the Mets didn't want to go. And then the Rays traded with the Astros, and they all just fucking basically left him sitting on the outside. I mean, yeah. let, let, let's let's talk about this in two or three years. Think about this, and, and I guess this is probably going to be good for the Cubs. But I absolutely do not give a shit about two or three years from now. I'm talking about Anything the fact that happen. the Cardinals decided – that Juan Soto wasn't worth Dylan Carlson. And I think in two or three years, that's what I would like to see. Is that's, that, that's actually the best thing that happened to the Cubs at the trade deadline was the Cardinals making that decision. So you remember is right, right before the trade deadline, Washington is playing uh, St. Louis and the GMs are in the owner's box or some box, whatever. They're, they're, they're sitting there and it looks like a done fucking deal. That, that Juan Soto's coming to the Cardinals. And, and, and like I said, that, that's Jed. He's ready because he's got the Padres on line too that if, that if St. Louis, if it falls through, then, then you're going to see Hap and Wilson go to the Padres for a big return. And all of a sudden, the Cardinals are like, no, Dylan Carlson's too valuable. We don't want Juan Soto who comps to uh, Ted, uh, whatchamacallit, from uh, Boston. I mean, just just – just blows your mind that it did was you Bill- just say Ted what you Ted Williams <laughs> Ted Williams Ted w- Williams Jesus okay Cotton for the record what, I warned what, I warned Danny beforehand have a goddamn been, heart attack when he listens to this I, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna say I, I warned Danny beforehand I had a few before coming on <laughs> they, they, I told them they don't count because they're Coors Lights um, <laughs> here's a here's another point that I feel like we haven't really mentioned and we've talked about it a little bit at the office. Um, but like the, the fact that the Cubs didn't move like Ortega or wisdom or, yeah. you know, any of those, any of those other like mid tier players who Ortega is the big surprise, right? Of yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. That group. Like the fact that they didn't move any of those guys is now put a lot of these younger guys in this like log jam. So now, instead of seeing Christopher Morrell play the last two games, we've had to watch Ortega out in center. And it's just, like, frustrating. And it kind of, like, ruins just the any kind of entertainment I was going to have for these last two months. Unless they start DFAing, guys. Like, they need to DFA uh, uh, Schwindel already. They need to DFA uh, Simmons. They need to DFA uh, a handful of guys. I mean, they just yeah. sent Bodie to AAA, which was actually kind of mind blowing. Yeah, I didn't see them ever doing <laughs> Thank that. Thank God that that makes this 
but, but, a little bit more watchable. Does that do anything really? Because my guess is he basically just sits in the clubhouse, and then when he when when the doubleheader's over, then they send another pitcher to Iowa, and he's back on, right? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, 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 we'll I see. really like I really like the point you're making here, Cody, with these mid tier players that he didn't do anything with. But I think that just supports what I'm saying that Jed Hoyer just isn't. I don't think he's good at his job, right? He's all in with the Hap and the Contreras business that he's got no time to even fucking pay attention to anybody else or really work on those guys. Or maybe you get the shit going before the last day of the, you know, deadline and you get something done. I mean, the the only two trades that he did get done or three, I think he had three. We this got year. All, the, he traded the entire bullpen basically. Yeah. But they, it, most of that happened prior to the deadline. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. A couple days, I, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on in right. the front office. I just do not think you can look at what Jed Hoyer has done and think that he's doing a good job with this stuff. Well, well, we hold, 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 all you got to do I, is take a look at their prospect list and see how many of them they've gotten in the last couple of years. I mean, you take a look at that list of which players he's been involved in getting – I would say that it's been pretty good. Well, this, in five this, years, when there's a new no, 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 no. You're you're saying the, you're you're the, saying the uh, Jed Hoyer era. And then when I'm talking the Jed Hoyer era, and you look at the trades, are you right now regretting that you don't have Chris Bryant on this team? And you thought you got a bad return on it? Because I talked to San Francisco fans, and they are they they are pissed about it. The Mets didn't even want to fucking deal with Jed because they felt they got fleeced on the PCA deal for Baez. And then the, the trade for Rizzo is going to look end up looking good as well. I don't. He may, this uh, again. The fact that you still have well, Wilson, that was last year, right? I mean, the, and, and the pitchers that they, I feel the pitchers that they got for Robertson, and the pitchers that they got for Efros are going to be big too. I think the guy that they got for Efros fits into the top ten of their system right now. Yes. So I mean, you're 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 taking a look at this. Yes, it sucks. And what C- Cody brought up was absolutely accurate. The fact that you couldn't get rid of that the, the deal was that you really had teed up, especially was either to the Mets or the Padres. And if you could have thrown Hap in there, then you have that whole outfield, and you could have played around with so much stuff. Um, when you when you have Clint Jackson, Frazier down there, when you have Narciso Crook, when you have Velasquez, all these guys that you really want to kind of get a good look at. Now you can't because you got Happen left. You, you know, God knows what's going to happen with Jason Hayward because he's still technically on this team and doing baseball activities, whatever that means. <laughs> and then <laughs> sitting on the bench, that's a baseball activity, right? <laughs> you know, getting some gum. I don't know what his baseball activities are, but that's the thing that, that's like, like for me mentally, I was like, okay, we're going to trade Wilson and Hap and we're going to get a nice haul like we did last year. And then we're going to see a bunch of guys come up. You're going to see Simmons gone. You're going to see uh, that whole, like I said, your whole center and left field. You could have played around with so much, plus the DH that Cotton loved so much. But you could have had all these guys in all the time. And when I sat there and I saw Ortega leading off in center, and I'm like, what the shit? Why? why? I, don't, I don't even understand it. Yeah, it makes no Crowley, sense. You know, you know there's no reason that they can't still do all of that. Like, they really could just do whatever the fuck they want you they don't have to put ortega out there there's no reason but hap you do hap you do and, and 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 what worries me is that hap's value maybe maybe he has a great year next year my concern is is that his he was he, his value was at a high yeah and, i i i agree on the hap like i think that's the bigger miss than like Contreras coming back is wonderful 
I like Contreras. I think Contreras is the guy that you should be keeping on this team. Hap is not. Uh, and you had an opportunity to trade him high. If if any if if there's a guy on this, you know, that was out there that they valued too highly, it's probably Hap if they didn't make a trade. I, I agree. I agree with you, Michael. I, I mean, and especially because you he's going to be a role player on any team. And, and like, I can see why you don't trade Ortega because he's like a fourth outfielder type, but you should be able to trade Hap as your fourth outfielder guy who's a switch hitter and could get in there. So I was kind of surprised because they're not going to compete next year. So for them to not be able to make that deal happen, I mean, I don't think he's part of their future plans either. And what I'm wondering is, is because they miss on Hap, uh, uh, mistrading him, like, what if he's, like, owed, like, $12 million in arbitration? Are they going to pass on that, too? Because, like, what's the point of spending that money in their brains just to keep this guy on the team to maybe trade if he doesn't disappear again for half a year? Uh, but I want to bring in – there's other people that I've uh, asked to speak, and I'd kind of like to hear from them. There's uh, Jared. I don't know if he's still around. Um, hey, Jared. Yeah, hey, guys. How we doing? Yeah, I don't want to cut anyone off there. No, no, I, I just I want to hear from everybody. That's why I wanted to do a space instead of a show. Somebody yeah, needs yeah, to cut. Absolutely. Somebody needs to cut me off. <laughs> I, I just wanted to kind of expand on what uh, Michael was saying there about how he doesn't trust Jed because of the Cashner for Rizzo deal. Um, it, it, kind of what worries me about Jed is remember he had two first basemen there at the time. But what kind of worries me is he valued it was Yonder Alonso that he had over Rizzo, so he thought that Rizzo was the expendable one. So I know right now everybody's talking about this uh, 40-man roster crunch, and, and what we have to worry about is, you know, one day he will probably trade some of these prospects. So a concern of mine is, you know, is he going to value, say, a Velasquez over Canario, where he makes Canario expendable and Canario goes on to have the better career? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of wanted to hear what you guys thought about that and just his ability to evaluate the talent that he does have. I'll say that I think he's going to definitely value the guys that he – got back in those trades for Bryant Rizzo and Baez more than a lot of other guys when, when that time comes uh, just, or maybe not necessarily value more, but at least have a longer run on. Like, I think that they would, they would give Canario a longer opportunity to prove that he can be an everyday outfielder than they will Velasquez. And that, I mean, we'll, we're going to see, but that's just at this point, that's how I feel that they would do it because they're going to do everything they can to justify those trades. Uh, yeah, absolutely. As, I mean, those those are his babies, right? Right. So, I mean, this whole roster crunch is just – that's honestly what's frustrating me the most with, with the deadline because I want to see Velasquez play every day. I want to see uh, Crook get called up from Iowa and, and, and play uh, in the outfield or DH, whatever, like just get at bats because he's been playing really well down there. He deserves the chance to show what he can do at the major league level. Uh, you know, like there's there's other dudes. I mean, a lot of people are talking about Matt Mervis. Like he's came out of nowhere this year in the minor league level, and the Cubs have no one at first base right now. Like Schwindel needs to be gone. I'm done with him. He's a cool dude. Like if you could have a good baseball player with Frank Schwindel vibes, that'd be a fan favorite for sure. But like he just isn't good at baseball, man. He had a great second half last year, lit the world on fire for two months, whatever. But this year he has not been good at all outside of like 
the month of May when he got on an airplane and sat in the middle seat and then went on like a three week <laughs> stretch of being good at baseball. But like, he re- that was, like somebody needs to book anything. him a middle seat. That's what yeah, that's, like, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, he's right. no longer allowed on the team charter. He has to get his own flight out there. <laughs> right, he's like, 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 they got to get him Airlines, the official airline of Frank Schwindel. <laughs> but like that, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, though. Is just like they have all the, these older dudes who, again, nothing against them. It's just like they don't fit in that window of where the Cubs could be a potential winner and so anytime that ortega is getting at bats over christopher morell or 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 velasquez it it pisses me off because this is a, is a, this is the time where the cubs have to evaluate who is going to be on this team next year this is the key is who is going to be part of the next great cubs team and this is what the next and oh god next year and a half is all about is that you know, like you said, Schwindel is not part of the next great Cubs team. Have a nice day. Thank you for the memories. Uh, you know, Rafael Ortega, have a good one. All, all of these guys that if you're 30 and you, you really are just a journeyman, you don't belong on this team anymore. It's it's time to evaluate, and they're not doing that. Absolutely. Well, no, instead of evaluating right now, we are um, making decisions like we cast off Chris Martin for an inexpensive utility infielder who is now getting at-bats in every single game. And excuse me if I'm wrong, but have you guys seen this guy have a seriously decent at-bat yet? Oh, man, you were talking about Zach McKinstry, right? McKinstry, yes. Yeah, He's my least favorite new guy we got. And I I love what David Ross said about him. And it was – he said, we'll see twice in the same sentence. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's pretty telling. He's like, well, we'll see. We're going to give him some at-bats here, and we'll see what we got here. And he, he did not sound confident at all. And- I mean, frankly, I, I was I was actually surprised that when they made the move today, that Bodie, with all the money they're contracted to pay him anyway, that Bodie didn't stick around and McKinstry didn't get sent back down. But... Yeah, I kind of think they're worried too about not having many left-handed options, especially this year and in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, we can always we can always bring back you know Jason Hayward. He'd be a left-handed option. My brother, my my brother, he's left-handed. We can have him play. Well, you know, with the Hayward <laughs> argument, there it's just as good, right? I mean, you're not losing anything. No, with the McKinstry to to Hayward, so it doesn't matter if. You know, they have different names. They're the same shitty hitter. Well, the, the, the thing that we talked about before is that we joked about the Cubs leading the new market inefficiency of signing 31-year-old past their prime guys, okay? So with McKinstry, at least you got a guy that's not past his prime. He was doing really well in AAA, and where's that guy going to fit against in, in the Dodgers roster? So I don't. That one to me Good. is just like like nobody nobody was sitting here crying about Chris Martin. I guarantee you right now, if Chris Martin walked into Marty's and I'm looking at this list of people, there may have been three people that would have recognized fucking Chris Martin. Nobody's crying about that. And Zach, I, I honestly wouldn't be able to tell Chris Martin from Chris Martin, the Coldplay guy. <laughs> he was all like yellow. The more famous. The more famous Chris Martin. Um, Alex has been waiting to speak here. It, they have their hand raised, too. So uh, uh, if you want to come in, Alex. And... Hi, Alex. Hi. Uh, one thing, I feel like Jed Hoyle fucked up this whole entire deadline, honestly, with keeping Hap at because they should have sold high on him. And, I mean, you have so many outfielders coming up with Davis and Velasquez and Canario and 
You have Moel playing center field as well. Like maybe they just really like the you... coffee. <laughs> 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 it's it's that morale blend. You know, actually, it's... actually, you you know what fucked it all up? It was the it was the bleacher bums in left field signing that ball. Because uh-huh. they're like, oh, my God, if we get rid of half, they might stop coming. And that's a lot of money for us. <laughs> it is. Bleacher Jeff alone spends $100 a game in beer. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I told Jeff that he should ask for the ball back since they didn't get traded. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously, like, the, the Marquis played up that drama so bad about, like, Wilson and then half and, like, like I, w- I was expecting them to play like the Titanic theme in the background while all that shit was going on. How awkward! They're like he's coming back. It's kind of like this weird, you know. That they basically like I don't know. I was surprised they didn't even have a montage video for those guys in that last. Well, do you, do you remember when they gave Chris Bryant the key to the city and he was crying and everything, <laughs> and and it was like, well, I guess we're not signing Chris Bryant. They hand him like a number of the scoreboard. I'm like, well, I guess he's never playing here again except on another team. Like, it made it so obvious that we're not getting him back. And, and now I'm glad we didn't. But still, it just was like, you know, w- way to show your hand, Cubbies. <laughs> um, no, I, and, and, and then, like I said, it's just, I mean, like everyone's going to cheer and this and that. But it, it, I think that, it, it, God, just, just. Like I said, I'm always going to be sitting here thinking, Dylan Carlson, you wouldn't trade Dylan Carlson. It's like that big joke that everyone used to have with Cardinals fans, like, would you trade Mike Trout for Yachty or Molina? And you'd literally find Cardinals fans being like, no, Yachty means too much. He brings too much to the table. You're like, you fucking morons. And so, like, that's where I kind of sit here where it's like Juan Soto. Like, you just look at everything that he's done. Like, in such a short 23 years old. 23 years old. The guy is just absolutely ridiculous. And you're like, well, boy, I really like him. But Dylan Carlson, man, I can't give that guy up. Like, are you shitting me? <laughs> well, it would have been a lot more than Dylan Carlson. And, I mean, and when if the Cardinals look around their division and they wonder who's going to be challenging them for that division, uh, they're probably not scared. And they're like, ah, we could do it without Wad Soto, the best player in baseball. No biggie. We'll just keep Dylan Carlson and all these other guys that are, you know, all those like Cardinal way dudes that they make in that little like Cardinal prospect factory. Um, So, I mean, it it maybe makes sense for them to, I mean, the Padres have to compete with with the Dodgers and the Cardinals have to compete with us. And I'm sorry, (laughs) but we're not the Dodgers. Well, and, you know, and, in regards to Cardinals having to compete with us, uh, that was a disgusting, horrible thing I had to watch the other night with Yadier Molina coming back from fucking off for two months and just getting a standing ovation as if uh, you know he had died earlier. And that's uh, it was it was annoying to me, but. Just wait till he wins the World Series this year. This final year, that's going to really piss you off. But that's who the Cardinals are going to go up against. And I mean, Wilson is a free agent, and Wilson just saw how they treated their catcher. Uh, I'm a little concerned that you know maybe he ends up a Cardinal. Just I I, I mentioned that a while ago, but I, I just don't think Wilson has the pitch calling. I think Cody mentioned that earlier. Is 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 like. 
Take a look at who Houston has as their catcher. You remember, does anyone know who Houston's catcher they got, is? They got pitchcom now. David Ross can call the game. You know what I right, mean? No, it's not. It's, it's more than that. Yeah, when you talk about Maldonado, he was on the Cubs. And and here's here's the thing: is he is an excellent pitch caller, and they don't give a shit if he hits point one one six nine. They don't give a shit. I mean, nice. what they want what they want is for him to call the game that he calls and and call it well and handle the pitchers well. I think it was was it yesterday that Vasquez like recognized that a pitcher was kind of hurting a little bit and was signaling to Alex Cora in the Boston dugout. I mean, it, it is they're looking for special. I don't. I think that the they don't care about offensive values when it comes to catchers. And will and and the one thing I've always noticed is like guys like um, when when Kyle Hendricks would pitch, he would be like Jan Gomes called a great. He would mention Jan Gomes twenty times in the post game because you knew that Kyle Hendricks wanted to throw to Jan Gomes. Didn't want to throw to Wilson Contreras. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what you're going to be looking at in this situation, and that's why I don't think Wilson has a ton of value. Well, yeah. uh, we've, we've come to the um, yodeling uh, section of, our, of the Twitter space. It's just something that's been happening. Um, it's, uh, uh, we got Little Everett is in the room, and uh, just somewhere usually in the Twitter space, uh, Little Everett shows up and yodels for us. Uh, so uh, are you are you here, Everett? I am here. Uh, what, what do you got for us today? You got some yodeling? Yeah. Well, let's hear it. She taught me to yodel. Yodel, 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 yodel. She taught me to yodel. Yodel, 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 very nice. That was, nice. Beautiful, that, that, man. Was, that, was a, that was a mellow one. Ever, you gotta, you gotta. Uh, I, I love the yodeling. I'm gonna ask you next time you come back, tie one of the Cubs' names into your yodel. I would love to hear like a Contreras yodel or uh, you know a, a Dawson yodel, Sandberg, whoever you want to do, but just throw in some. Uh, some Cubs name into the yodel. I think it'd be wonderful. Yeah. Very nice yodeling, sir. Thank you. Um, okay, hold on. I'm just trying to... So, uh, let's get back. It, it, it's a little palate cleanser there. You know, y- yodeling always uh, kind of kind of a, is, a, is an opportunity to switch gears, is it not? <laughs> um, oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the Cubs getting their asses handed to them by the Cardinals. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't necessarily think we have to do- talk about that. I, let's <laughs> let's let's talk more about like how Jose Quintana is probably going to no hit us tonight. That's <laughs> what I think is going to happen. Jesus uh, Christ! I know. Uh, well, you you know, have to say it out loud. I'm 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 doing the reverse jinx thing. You know what I mean? Where I say it out loud so that it won't happen. Gee, you know it, it just. You know, Can we get Everett on to yodel more. <laughs> Quintana Leahy, who, 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 I, I'm, I'm. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it genuinely makes me more mad that Quintana has been like was good with the Pirates, and you just know that he's probably going to have some crazy weird start, like in October for the Cardinals that like leads them to the to an NLCS appearance or some shit. Like you just know <laughs> it's going to happen, and it it just it makes me more mad than the trade for him it, it generally does 
I'm just telling you, man, I'm taking a look at the Pirates and the Reds and the way that those guys, I mean, the Reds just made out like bandits at this deadline. They got just got so, they're going to be such a dangerous team. It reminds me of the big red machine of the 70s. And, and Danny, I know you've talked with John Baker and stuff. He warned us about how good these guys were going to be. And, and I don't know if you guys saw O'Neill Cruz's home run today. I th- it was absolutely, this guy is just a freak, man. It's like, I, I think that in 2024, 2025, the NL Central is not going to be the joke division that it is now. I think, I think, you know, I don't think the Cubs are going to have any cakewalk. And if they have, they, if they're not going to be spending money, they're going to be in trouble because, uh, you know, the Brewers farm system always churns guys out and they have a couple other guys. They just called, I think they're calling someone up right now. And, and then, and, and you take a look at the Cardinals. They're always making up Lars Newt bars and Harrison Bader's and all that shit, and, and then just the amount that, that Pittsburgh has gotten and Cincinnati recently, it's going to be tough in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, oh, no, that is what it like seems like. Well, and that's the thing, is when are the Cubs going to spend? And being the quote-unquote big market, uh, that's kind of what was frustrating about watching the Padres as a quote-unquote small market go out there and actually take on all these big contracts like the Machado deal and stuff, you know, and they're, they're going for it. And in, in a tough division and you know, that's what pisses me off about this year. Just in general is that because the Cardinals aren't that tough. The Brewers aren't that tough. Like this didn't have to go exactly like it's going now. Um, I, I know a lot happened this year, pitching injuries and things like that. Maybe, you know, you know, if Miley and the and the Smileys of the world weren't hurt, and uh, and Shrove for that month, and so, and all that, maybe it goes Hendrix. Hendrix, yeah, I mean, but and now I feel like they're just like telling Hendo, like, you know what? Don't worry about this year. Just we're going to start pick up where we left off next year. Like no biggie, because you don't want to put more mileage on any of these guys' arms because it's a lost season at this point. But I, I just, you know. And I, but I don't think it's one of those ones that we had expectations of this season too much. Like we were all like, well, if everything goes great, it'll be five hundred. But for it to end up like maybe like possibly a hundred lost team or in last place, or you know, it's just it felt like more could have been done in the off season. Whether it would have been Correa or well, uh, you know, I just you know, don't, I just don't. Why are you signing Strowman? Why are you signing Suzuki if you're not like like what did? <laughs> What is, yeah. like maybe I'm getting back to to Michael's like maybe Jed just sucks point of the thing like you know it's just there was no depth like you know yeah Danny I wanted to point out that like you said you know we were all at the point that we were just like ah oh, best case scenario is a 500 team all that stuff right well that's because of what they did in the off season you know this was an off season that they just gave up. It's not a rebuild because they're not done tearing it down, right? They suck, and they didn't try at all. And then, which makes the Stroh signing stupid, which makes the Saya signing stupid, because they should have gone out. I mean, uh, Rodon was out there. Stack uh, it like the Padres. Stack yeah. it up. You had you the money. Go for it. You have Because they could have done it with money. Like you say, with money money and not with prospects. So some of these guys that did pop up this season and, you know, are hitting and playing pretty well, 
they would have been bonuses to your team instead of filling the fucking gaping ass holes that we have. Crawley, you were talking about Rodon in the all off season. All off season, flyer on that guy. I did because all it was was money, and so I think it was two years. 20 million a year, I think was his AAV roughly around there speaking, but it's like, who gives a shit? All you, 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 you have the money. If you're going to sit there and flip guys, Rodon is the perfect guy. And now I see people saying, sign him in the off season for a long-term deal. And I'm freaking the fuck out because I'm like, no, the dude gets injured all the time. The no, don't was do that. The short but just the flip him. Right. Yes. Flip him. Take the risk. Take the gamble because it would have just cost you nothing but money. And think about it is that the, the, the criticism of the Giants is they waited way too long. They were like on Monday before the deadline, like, I think we're out. And it's like you, the Cubs could have easily traded Rodon and gotten a haul for it. And so now you would, it would have cost you what, like $10, $15 million? And you would have had a bunch of prospects back? I would say I was pounding the drums for two guys. I said, get Rodon and get uh, Johnny Cueto, who's done a phenomenal job with the White Sox. That was like, the Cueto contract's like nothing. But they didn't do that, so... Could, I, could, you, could you imagine the, uh, the starting rotation with Stroman, Rodon, Cueto, Hendricks, uh, who else? Uh, and then, you know, any one of, you know... Keegan, uh, Justin Steele. Yeah. Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele. Sampson, whatever. Every time they show up, nobody's ever seen them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It it could have gone totally different. And Danny, you were right. We were like, yeah, it's a, it's you know, if we're lucky, eighty one wins. But that's all because these guys who seem to do fucking math that doesn't make any sense to anybody that doesn't have a PhD can't figure out what a fucking dollar is worth for a billionaire. You know, like it's just stupid to me that that's where their math fucking falls apart. As soon as you put a dollar symbol next to it. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, in the end it, it was, there were, there were definitely mistakes made and there was opportunities to have to, to be had out there. And I, I, like I said, Rodon to me was the perfect fit for the Cubs and 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 it was just so frustrating to see him not get signed. And and you got to remember, Quater was just kind of sitting on the sidelines. It was like, I don't, I don't know what his deal. It's not a huge deal or anything like that. It's like you could have just gotten him if he sucked and eat the money. Who gives a shit? He was worth like like one weekend of cup snakes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that is kind of what we're looking at. And I, I think overall you got to wonder if it's by design, if it's operationally going to be this way, that you look at the $40,000 cup snakes happening regardless of uh, the team on the fields. That's, you know, not even going to be close to 500. And you wonder if they're like, you're just living out, uh, you know, Papa Joe Ricketts sweat dream with that. He gave the interview and said, yeah, these clowns show up no matter how good the team is. And he's like, this is the business for me. I don't care for baseball, but I certainly do care for money. And like not now we're living on this, you know, and, and, you know, I think we give these 
guys a lot of credit because you're like, well, nobody would be that evil and like Mr. Burns kind of evil. But I, I, I do think that ultimately we are like a little piggy bank for these jerks. And, uh, you know, I don't know how fans can hold their feet to the fire except by not showing up, which just hurts us because we like going. Um, so, you know, it's it's kind of tough because you want to see your team be the Padres. And I, I don't mind. You know, I've paid $100 for a bleacher seat before, but I certainly am not doing it right now. I did. I went for the Field of Dreams ticket. <laughs> you're, gonna you're, gonna watch go, you're going to the cornfield game? Yeah, he's going to watch the Reds and Cubs fertilize the field with their <laughs> shitty baseball. Oh, my I, God. I couldn't. I, I won the season ticket lottery. I got a call back, and they're like, hey, man, we got some tickets. I'm like, I'm in. I mean, right, probably, yeah, probably, I'm going to. You're the only one that returned the call. <laughs> David Elliott, you're probably going to the game to, too? No, no, I'm going to Great American Ballpark next Saturday with my brothers. <laughs> we're gonna go watch. We're gonna watch the Iowa Cubs play the Louisville Bats. I, I, I couldn't pass it up, man. I got it. Hey, look, any excuse to get in? I think Stuart and I are looking at getting an RV and just like and like throwing beers out the window all the way to Dyersville. Well, maybe I'll go with you, but I'm not going to that yeah, game. Man. They're going to end up being parked in the cornfield. You're going to look out <laughs> over the over the fence, and there's going to be a fucking uh, a Winnebago with a just a track all the way from one field to the other. I'm going to get a Grim Reaper costume, and just like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to hide in the corn and just come out. We're like, what did the children? Didn't the children of the corn have those big eyes and stuff? Remember, no, they, they were shiny they were eyes. Little religious children. That's all. Oh, well, I could look like that. We should hire some ghosts to walk out of the corn, for sure. I don't think little or young is in your future, Danny. Wasn't that, weren't those, those guys that dressed up like Tinkers and Evers and Chance, the Cub Zombies? Yeah, yeah, we've got to get Cub Zombies out there. We should pay for them to come. They or just really, rip off know, our bit. That's who should actually walk through the fucking corn. Like, you know, we don't need the Cubs to do it. Have those three walk out. Yeah, well... I haven't seen those guys around for a while. I think one of them was sick, and anyway. Oh, and also the team is terrible. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're, we're not on Sunday Night Baseball that much anymore. Like, maybe we should give it a rest. <laughs> I think I saw them at the Chicago Sky game. They've come and seen the Bleacher Bum Band. Um, speaking of that, uh, the Bleacher Bum Band, as long as I got people here, we're, we're playing on, in fact, Bleacher Jeff himself is here right now. I've invited him to speak, but it didn't uh, work, I guess. Uh, we're playing on Sunday. Uh, we're going to do a short set, but mostly we're going to be karaoke with our friend Mark Rose, and it's going to be awesome. That's on uh, Sunday night, right after the game. So uh, come over there and, and sing with us. It's going to be a blast. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll have a Sun Ranto show, uh, our regular show on Monday, probably at in the afternoon because the season just keeps going for some reason and not leaving us uh, room to uh, talk about it. Please, oh, Jeff, yes, you're, you're a speaker. Yeah. Que pasa? Hello. Que pasa, amigo? Uh, not much, dude. Uh, yeah, we're playing on Saturday, uh, Sunday. It should be a lot of fun. Um, there might be some special guests in the audience. I don't want to give too much away, but maybe probably a good idea for everybody to get down there and have a good time that's in the chat right now if you can. Highly recommend it. It's going to be a fun one. And, uh, yeah, the people are going to be singing songs. We're going to have a little band show. Uh, so fun for all. Come on through to the New Say Lounge. Where, where's Guy Serious? I think he's in here somewhere and he wants to speak. He's texting me as well. Oh, God. 
I, I don't. I don't see yeah, guys. I don't think he can figure out. <laughs> we we can't have him and Jeff on at the same time, though. <laughs> I'm going to never be able to talk again. So I'm going to get this word in. Thank you, everybody. Hopefully, we'll see you Sunday. All right, let Jared on, and that's fine. Well, I don't even see Jared in the room. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, so I, that's okay. I mean, we all have to like. Uh, you know, get ready to watch this Cubs game tonight, right? Everybody's oh, God. Yeah. It's, especially, especially after I missed the afternoon game, just totally spaced the fact that they just decided to play it today. And yeah, I watched it. Well, I mean, and they, that's what's frustrating. There's, there's, there's really not much urgency to this season. And, uh, you know, that the last two months of the season is like, well, I guess it's like – I, I I turned a spring training hat into a fall training hat, and I and just by putting like a piece of tape over it, over it, and write fall on it, and like that we don't deserve that. Like we don't deserve to have fall training baseball. It's kind of garbage, and and I don't, I don't know how to hold their feet to the fire about this, except for like taking their their money away. But you know we're not going to do that. Well, so not, like, I think the populace is going to handle that at large. I don't think people are going to be coming out as much. I don't think it's us as individual diehards that really have to peel back on money as much as just the overall level of the casual fan is going to you know drop off here pretty significantly quickly. I think. I think Nisei has to have more Malortmas and other fun events to get the fans out there. Yeah, we do what we can do. Sunday's the next one, so come on through. But yeah, we always uh, yeah. have to sit on our sleeve over at the lounge. I have my karaoke list pared down to five songs. I got to pick the top two. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be enough of a crowd where you could probably sing all five. We'll figure it out. How are you? How are you? <laughs> everybody, Africa? everybody knows you're singing Africa, right? Yeah. <laughs> people, the people want Africa, Crawley, even though it didn't go good the first yeah, time. Also, that's exactly the loud too, but so that might be a problem. Okay. No, no, I'm good. Not doing Africa. That's a little bit trickier. The the, the drums echo in the night. I mean, I hear the drums echo in the night. But she hears only whispers of the. I'll come up and sing some harmonies. Me and Jeff got your back. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we'll make you sound good. <laughs> okay, it's gonna take some work, but we can get it done. Last time was it last? Take some work. It's actually gonna take a lot to get me away from you. It's going to take a lot of turning down your microphone. <laughs> I, I, I got so, some good ones in there, though. I, I, I'm, I'm tearing it down. The list is coming down, but I'm excited. I'm going to be rolling down to Nisei, and it's going to be a good time. I can't wait. Should be fun. Awesome. Well, maybe we should end it there, because I know you guys are all chopping at the bit to find yep. out who's, who's wait, pitching today. Who is game? pitching tonight for the Cubs, by the way? I thought it was somebody I didn't know who they were. Okay. Sean Newcomb. Oh, him. He's a guy. I thought like we DFA. No, he's him. back. I was gonna say he's on the team. He's a human with an arm. That's all it takes these days, unfortunately. I think he was DFA'd and then passed through waivers, and he's back. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, I was like, uh, yeah, I, I remember the name, but I haven't heard about him. And I got another guy not wanted by the rest of the league. We well, hopefully we don't get swept by the Cardinals because that's where we're, we're at here, folks. It doesn't matter. Let's just really, have, let's do the best time we can and uh, we'll learn to live another day and we'll be all right. 
Let's just enjoy watching the last few games of Yadier Molina and reminiscing. Oh, God. About how much we hate <laughs> him. I would rather do anything. Murder him. Fucking sticky chest of a bitch. But uh, thanks to everybody that kind of came in and talked a bunch, like Cody and, you know, Crawley and uh, David and uh, Cub Druggist. And uh, who else was here before? Somebody was here before that I'm not thinking of. Jared and Alex. Oh, yeah, Alex, yeah. Oh, and, uh, of course, uh, little Everett Yoakum third, our resident space yodeler. I mean, it's really uncanny. I, I didn't think he was going to come this time, and there he was yodeling. And not only that, but his, his ability to win random contests is amazing as well. <laughs> it really is incredible. You know, um, I, I think the Cubs need to hire him uh, for that lottery draft that they're about to do. They need to ask him how he uh, wins all the time. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right. Go Cubs. Uh, go and all, all that good Sweet stuff. Down. And, and uh, we'll see you Sunday. Come sit yeah, with us. Sunday, assholes. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Karaoke, okey, okey. Looked bad for the Cubs. We were down three to one. But this year was our year. It took a long time to come. Took game five at Wrigley, headed back to Cleveland. Cause this year was our year. Took a long time to come. And I won't forget how you came back while rain was falling down. The championship, what Hayward said. In the locker room, gave you the strength to play on. Now we're there, and we've only just begun. Cause this year was our year, took a long time to come. In the top of the tenth, the Cubbies scored two runs. Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come No more Billy Goat curses Or blaming Bartman Cause this year was our year Took a long time to come And I won't forget How you came back While rain was falling down The championship What Hayward said In the locker room Gave you the strength to play on Now we're there And we just begun cause this year was our year took a long time to come and we've only just begun cause next year is our year we don't only want one my 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 The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. 
crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Look around! You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.